This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Devil, are we all? Welcome along to what could be the preview after our penultimate Premier League game. <sighs> Until maybe we come back. Will we come back? I don't know. We're a bit earlier tonight because we did do this time to accommodate our guest, but our guest uh, hasn't turned up. Um, that's the second second season we've been let down. Um, interesting, that isn't it? Um, so we haven't got a, a Newcastle fan on. What can I say? What What does that say about uh, Newcastle fans? Yeah, got me into trouble when I said that last year, but you know what I mean in <coughs> Arsenal. Uh, but welcome along. Good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye. Hello, welcome along to LTID TV from Leicester Town Die live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us and watching. Please join in the comments and let us know your thoughts as we go through. Uh, for those of us that are listening on podcast, whether that be on YouTube, which apparently is now the biggest podcast uh, platform in the world, uh, or whether you're listening on via your favorite platform, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, or 
podcast addict, whatever it is. Welcome along. Thank you for lending us your ears. And if you've got a smart speaker, just say, please play the podcast Lester Till I Die and you will hear it. I'm not going to say it because I've got one next to me. And of course, if you want to follow us on any of our socials, we're all there. There you can see us all. LTID TV or Lester Till I Die on one of or all of them. Uh, it's Newcastle. Oh, God, I know. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm resigned to going down. Um, and <laughs> my wife actually messaged me and says, bloody hell, you've left it 20 years too late. But there we go. Such is life. Such is life. Look, I'm joined... By my, well, I'm joined virtually. Might as well move in with me. He's, the, he's closer to me this week than uh, Timothy Castagna is to Valt Faze. Let's bring him in. He's, he's usually just behind me. Brad, good evening, sir. Good evening, Chris. Uh, hope you're well. I notice, uh, notice uh, Tyson being back with us last week. He's ducking this one, though, isn't he? There's only someone else ducking it. Only because I didn't invite him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that is true. I'm just getting words in why I still can about him. But no, it's, um, it's a shame that Saudi money's doing some talking to some fans, isn't it? Allegedly, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying yeah. some fans because it'd be nice to speak to some Newcastle fans today about they're going. But uh, mm. seems, I mean, seems are, the nose has been hooked. They are, they are kicking off at half seven, but that was why we'd come earlier, you know, than, than we normally do. Um, so I appreciate they go into the match, but then just don't arrange to do a show at that time, you know. Um, mm. I know Doug, Doug's just said here, um, Newcastle are playing Brighton might be why your guest hasn't turned up. That was the point of why we were doing it now, Doug. He asked to do it at 7 o'clock because of the match. So, you know, <laughs> read into it what you will. It's the guy that dropped me in it last year as well. So, um I, you know, when, you, when you're seeing Newcastle posts with Madison in a Newcastle shirt, um, to be honest with you, like I say, Arsenal and Tillemans, reborn, I think, you know. But hey, look, you know, good luck to them, you know. <sighs> Come on, Manchester City and Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> Alex in, he's got a point here. John Rudgin should go this season. There's, there's a hell of a lot should go. We, we, we've discussed, we did a show the other day, didn't we, Brad, on what has gone wrong this season. So I don't want to sort of dwell on that again too much. Uh, in a couple of weeks, two weeks on Monday, the 29th, is a bank holiday. And Brad does think that he is going to be coming on to do a show reviewing the season. But to be quite honest with you, I can't be asked because there is absolutely nothing good to talk about. So what we're going to do on the premises that we've relegated, and let's be honest with you, I can see Everton getting something tomorrow, so even the Newcastle game might not even be worth following. Uh, we're going to do a Premier League review, Brad, but Leicester City's time in the Premier League and highlights and what have you. So try and cheer us up a little bit. So that hopefully will be fun. Yeah, it it will be. It'll be well it'll certainly be less depressing than this season, let's put it that way. So yeah, at least we'll at least uh, one way or another we will be uh smiley face at the end of this season. Well, hopefully so, yeah, like we say, hopefully so. Um but let me wipe that smile off your face straight away. <laughs> I just don't like you being happy. It's the that's all there is. Uh and show you the table. Um, 
third from top, Clay second from bottom. Um, bottom, we keep coming back to Castagna, don't we? Uh, <laughs> it, it is, look, I mean, up until these last few games, I mean, look, when Dean Smith took over, and you can't blame all the troubles at Dean Smith's door, in fairness, can you? Because he was taken on a, you know, it's like it's like he's been asked to put a fire out and been given a, a, a bucket with holes in. Um, but we we have the easiest player, you know, um, you know the easiest running. But I think now when you look at the games that are left, Newcastle and a resurgent in fairness, West Ham, we probably you know we're far from got the easiest running. Mate, we could we could be told that we're playing Brunsby Towns under twenty threes and Colchester United's under twelves, and we'd still have the most difficult running because this squad ain't got a fight in them. There is very, very few names that, and I know we'll, we'll 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 have this part in the show later on. But if you ask me to build a team that I thought actually showed any passion and care for this club going down, we'd have about four players going out on the pitch against Newcastle because, on, on, honestly, some of these players look look for a reason to give up. So, yeah, I don't think it matters who we've got at the end of this season. We'd still lose. Mm. Uh It's very true, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I mean, I think Forrest are safe. And, I mean, Coventry are in the final. That would be such... That would hurt. Nottingham Forest staying up and Coventry coming up. I mean, yeah, but the I mean, sorry, sorry to other Leicester fans. The only saving grace I've got for for Coventry coming up is my mum does support them, and she made sure that my dad didn't convert me as a Wolves fan, and 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 made sure that I supported my hometown. So, uh, if Coventry do come up, at least I've got a family member that would be slightly happy about the outcome. But it'd still be like a kick in the balls because we're not there. Yes, yeah. I mean, I don't. You see, I mean, people. Some people say our biggest rivals are Nottingham. Some say it's Derby. For me, it's always been Coventry because they are the nearest team to us, and as the nearest team, they should—they are to me our rivals. Yeah, the M69 Derby, mate. It's up there with the Midlands. It's up there with the Merseyside Derby and the Manchester Derby. It's got a title. It's got a motorway, mate. You know we're massive rivals when we've got a motorway <laughs> that's that's a Derby. <laughs> <laughs> that well, yes, <laughs> but no. That to me, to me, it is. And I, when you when you come to think, and I have to be honest with you, um, it, it's good to see that basically Coventry is still with us because they've been through some hell. I mean, you know, we went bust once, nearly went bust twice, uh, but we've never been in the process of having to play at our local rivals for our home games or not have a, our own stadium or be locked out of it. So, in fairness, as much as I have enjoyed Derby's current predicament, um, the fact that they're in the third tier, I, I wouldn't want to see them not have a club. Yeah, people kind of get too wrapped up in the the old rivalry situation. And I always say 90% of fan bases don't even know what they hate the other club for. No. Apart from the old logics of the, the down the road, we don't like you. That you, know, you know, red side of the train track. Ours, our rivalries might not be the biggest in the world, but at least they make more logical sense than some people have rivalries for. Yes. Because some people have rivalries to things they don't even like or don't even know what the the, the cause is. Uh, I'd rather have them around, but in the lower divisions, than I would not have them around and not have one. 
yes. not have a team like that. It's, it's nice to have rivals that you can laugh at rather than have no rivals at all. And I'm pretty sure Nottingham Forest are probably thinking that at the moment. Um, yeah. I do go... I want to move on from the table for a second, and I want to go um, and take take you on a little trip aside, uh, basically to this. Catch up with the BBC's Tuesday Talking Point. Every Tuesday from Leicester till I die TV. Only on the BBC's Leicester City webpage. My South African friend there. Uh, as you know, I write currently for the BBC. That's another little uh, stream that we stopped to me. Thank you, Top, because uh, I won't be in the top league to do it next season. Um, this is what I wrote on Tuesday. I'll just read it through. And let me know whether sort of you, you agree with me or not. Basically said, no passion, no fright, no pride for the shirt they wear. And I started off with saying, well, that was embarrassing. The players should hang their heads in shame. Like I say, no passion, uh, no ability and no fight. Uh, the one question that came from Monday was that how bad were Liverpool? It took them 36 minutes to score twice. Manchester City were three up in 25. Uh, they could only put three past us, uh, where Fulham actually managed five. At least Liverpool managed to score their own goals this time. But joking aside, they never had to get out of second gear. I'm thinking they will have had tougher uh, games in training. Two years ago on Monday, Leicester were lifting the FA Cup. That's how far the club has fallen and how quickly. Top has taken his eye off the ball and hung Brendan Rodgers out to dry in the summer. Susan Whelan and John Rudkin have let uh, Top and the club down. Rodgers blamed everyone but himself uh, wrongly and the players, most of whom will be out of contract, have no pride for the shirt they wear. I've never been to Rotherham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I was. I said anything that um, that wasn't probably correct. To be honest with you, no. You sadly, you're very spot on with your analysis of what's gone on this season. It's it's almost like you've had 755 shows asking us the same question to 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 write that up yourself and steal and plagiarize. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not saying I'll see you in court over it, but. <laughs> Well, I have to get to be honest with you, and you joke, but it is hard work to actually come up with something new when you're writing the same about the same dross week in, week out. I know, I know. Two paragraphs in, I'm thinking, now this, I'm sure I've written this before. Yeah. (laughs) Just sadly, how similar our season has been. Well, it, you don't it seem does. to mind when we're going well, though, does it? It doesn't seem to bother anybody writing no. the same rubbish when we're winning all the time. We can actually praise different players different weeks, but here it's the same. It was, oh. And then Rogers, the way he went and sacked Rogers, so I couldn't pick on him anymore. Uh, but let's let's actually have a little bit of a celebration before we move on, because look at that. On this day in 2012, Jamie Vardy signed for Leicester. Yeah, I mean, he looks young there. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he, he looks like what his book told us. He looks like he'd just come off tag, bless him. But then, so, <laughs> which wasn't too far away from his uh, from his real life uh, right. journey. So, you know, I, can't, I, can't, I don't have to say the word allegedly on no, that no, one. That is very that true. You allowed that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about things. In 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 hindsight, and not the source. Before you get that joke in, um, imagine telling somebody that Leicester City 
And after you explain who Leicester City were, because no one would have remembered them back then, um, but imagine telling them that Leicester City would sign a non-league football for a million pounds and he'd go on to achieve so much mm. and potentially nearly walk away from the game halfway through a season if it wasn't for Nigel Pearson and his backroom staff talking him into sticking with football and prevailing. I mean, yeah. what a what a million pounds to spend, eh? Yes, yeah. I mean, the most... Well, I don't think anybody... It still is the record for a non-league player, although... You could argue that actually, by the time we bought him, he was actually his team had been promoted to tier four. Yeah, yeah but yeah, but Emil Heskey's Wigan got relegated, but he technically left them before, so he's still never been relegated as a Premier League player. So yeah, it's all semantics. It's how you look at things, it's your own perspective. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, fair, fair. I mean, you know, at the time, a million pounds. But look, you know, what, what you've got? I mean. All right, you know, look, there's been some absolute stars playing in the Premier League in the last 30 years. But can you tell me there's been a signing that has been such good value for money? I mean, I know people might instantly point out in terms of what they did, like Mares and Kante and that for different reasons. But no, I... In terms of the English game, I can't think of a single player that's been plucked from the obscurities of uh, the low divisions of English football that's gone on to be a success. I mean, to the point that, and I, I do love this a little bit, to the fact that the point is that Luton Town have a player in their ranks right now that should they beat Coventry in the playoff final... He would be the first ever player to go from non-league to the Premier League with the same club. So, you know the impact he's left on the game where where the media darlings are trying to find yes. that next fairy tale and, and they're looking at him potentially being that fairy tale journey, you know, from non-league to the Premier mm. League. I mean, Andy King did it first. All right, that was League One to the Premier League. It's kind of different, but, you know, Leicester, Leicester leave that mark on them. Um, I'm not wishing the, the guy any harm. I don't know him, don't even know his name, but it would be funny if they now went and sort of got rid of him and sold him before he got oh, to the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get <laughs> some promoted, plays one game, they sell him in August. Brilliant. Yeah, That'll yeah. do. Oh, no, 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 not play one game because then he has played in the Premier League. <laughs> oh, true, <laughs> true, yeah. Sell him. With... with um, with Andy King, of course, he actually won the titles because he won the League One title, the Championship title, and the Premier League title, all with Leicester. Um, what it, what, what a king amongst players he was. Um, but look, we will we'll come on to uh, on to sort of. Uh, I'm not going to play the um, uh, press conference because, to be honest with you, there's, you can't hear what the questions are anyway. Um, it wasn't the brilliantness of press conference either, well, to be honest with you. Uh, I think we covered the first few because it was new and it was Dean Smith and it was a different voice. But, you know, it's like, and I guess it's any, you can only answer the questions that are put in front of you and the questions seem to be the same week in, week out, don't they? Yeah. The only, the only thing that I can tell you is if you really want to know the main parts on the press conference is, guess what? They really want to get a point from the next game minimum. As that's that that you know that hasn't changed since he came in and and, and guess what, guess what, Ian Acho's fit. <laughs> oh, can I just say, and I don't know. Again, this may be plagiarism. I don't know, but we've got two cup finals coming up. 
No. Yes. It was. Yes. It only feels like a few weeks ago. It was eight cup finals. Oh no 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 no! You 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 must be mistaken. It's two cup finals now. Oh, is it? Is it? It's two <laughs> cup finals now. Uh, yeah. Not that we've done any fucking good in the cup this season either. No, so maybe we should stop saying it's cup finals. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, although, I mean, look, and I, I want to quit talking about the cup. And, of course, we were knocked out by... Uh, sorry, Dan, if you're watching, but for me, the, the, the better of the two East Lancashire teams, uh, Blackburn Rovers. Their manager is, again, is going to happen. He's been linked. So let's get the elephant in the room out of the way, first of all, because on the hype of beating Wolves and then getting a couple of draws. Um, we we were sort of getting excited and saying Dean Smith should be given the chance, blah, blah, blah. Do you think he should now? I mean, I've got to be honest with you. And I was the one that said, well, if we go down, let's keep him. I don't no, know I would now or not. Well, I don't know, because it's funny you should say that. And it's almost like Facebook must have known that we were doing this debate show and you was going to ask me this question, Chris, because I completely forgot that he was the sole person who had to deal with the clear out of that tragic, and I mean tragic, Villa side that went down. You know the one I'm talking about, the Lescott mm. one, the Remy Guard manager who's useless. And, and Dean Smith had Jack Grealish and his Villa side, and he and, and he took he rebuilt them and took them up through the playoffs. Uh, and then, obviously, the following season, he kept them up in his own right. So, it's, it's hard to judge because, again, the, the question is still bugging me. And I still, and I don't think any amount of geniuses in the world or any amount of football experts in the world will ever be able to answer the question that I asked you yesterday, Chris. And that is, how can a team go three games unbeaten and still look and play like they're the worst side in the world? Their attitude, give off the worst... Yeah. They looked at them three games and instead of being like, yeah, we're really confident, we're lucky against Leeds, it was, oh, yeah, we got a draw against Leeds and, oh, what's the point? We're down. They might as well have said, what's the point? We're relegated because I just can't fathom how a team wins three, it doesn't lose in three games and gains zero from it. Mm. And I think maybe Dean Smith needs to be given that fair shout where it's a case of, um, you know what? Go on. Go and give this guy a clean slate because whoever's in charge next season is already given the slate clean because there'll be 11 players out the door. Won't yeah. they, Chris? Whether it's contracts or they're sold really quickly. And Madison might as well go and fucking stay in Newcastle after this game, as far as I'm concerned. Whether he plays or not, we might as well go and tell him to go sit in the home dugout because that's where he'll be next season and keep him there. And we can start planning for next season. I wouldn't be against him being given the opportunity. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, Terry's just said here, uh, however good a manager is, if those idiots don't allegedly don't want to play, they won't. It's not about the manager now. It's very no. true. Very true, Terry. And I, and I read somewhere, somebody said, um, like, at last he, not just, he wasn't just about this channel, but about just, he said, at last we're seeing the blame going to the person where it should be, which is obviously the players he was referring to. That said, um, you know, Brendan still has to... I mean, it's like a pie chart. Uh, I was talking to, uh, to Dan earlier today uh, offline, and he was saying, um, how much does top blame does top take? 
and it literally is a pie chart in that you know there's a certain bit goes to to Brendan, certain bit goes to the players, a certain bit goes to Whelan and Rudkin, and so much to to top. Um, and you know the players have let the club down, and like I say, all all, all I will say is. Um, and you know, I did. I did have a gentleman who came on the show, and if you remember, was saying like that. I never criticised the players, and I said, "Well, actually, I think I've criticised the players a lot during the season." Um, yeah. I go back to what I've written there. You know, you know, no pride, uh, no passion, no fight, no pride for the shirt they wear. So that I don't think, as a player, you can have any other damning um, indictment. Really, to be told that you're not, you know, you've got no pride. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 and Terry Terry's pretty much summed up what I was basically trying to figure out how to say it but in, in a more detailed term. And that is, it's not Dean Smith's fault that 75% of that squad couldn't give a rat's arse. Yes. I mean, I watched the press conference and I comment on them every so often on, on my YouTube. Obviously, my YouTube name on there, and I basically said, Dean Smith, you need to make the big calls. You need to get rid of the so-called big players from this squad because Harvey Barnes looks lazy and and doesn't care the second something goes wrong, and it could be a case of a pass goes wrong. That for me is enough for Harvey Barnes to stop caring and playing in the game. He mm. never tracks back and he's whinging all the time. Yeah. Tillman seems to give up the second the goal's conceded. Madison suffers from hero syndrome. He'd rather not play an ideal pass that would get in as in a better position and try and do it all himself because he doesn't care about anything else. But like you say, Chris, about the headlines. And yeah. yeah. So... I was just say good evening to Paul. Paul, just remind me, mate. I don't know where I've got oh, this. Oh, no, from. quick. His wife, his wife might be on. There you go. It was Paul's wife who said he. I think it was Paul, wasn't it? Who said his wife had the ups for me. So I'm, I'm deciding my face for her. I'm trying to work out if, if Paul's a Newcastle fan or not. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm sure, I just saw the name and I thought maybe <laughs> maybe it was him that came on in the watch along and said his wife had the ups for me. Sh- Sharky, you'll beat us in the final league fixture only because maybe we'll already be down and it, it won't matter and we'll actually start playing. And Sharky. You, sir, are a true gentleman. Thank you so very, very much for that and supporting the channel. It really does mean uh, a lot to me. Thank you. Um, I can't can't thank you enough. It it does help, Uh, especially when you're an old man and retired like me. Have I mentioned that at all, Brad? I'm retired? No. No, 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 you've mentioned it about as very little as I mentioned I'm a former goalkeeper. <laughs> well, I didn't know that until you mentioned it the other day, so I, I feel fine. Uh, we're toast on Monday. I think we are. I think we are. But like I say, thank you so very, very much, uh, Sharky. Um, look, these, I don't, I mean, it could be, come Monday, it doesn't matter. Because if Everton, I, I mean, a draw won't do Everton, it won't confirm it, but if Everton beat Wolves, they will, um, that will sort of relegate us. Yeah, and I think the saddest thing about that statement, Chris, is we're probably all here in a weird way kind of going to be relieved if that happens, you know, because we're, we, we're not expecting anything from Newcastle. We're like, oh, wow. At least I'm not going to get disappointed because if we lose, we got we get what we're expecting anyway. And if we win, 
Um, ah, well, she might be subscribed and at work, Paul. So just let me know if you get a funny message off her. Just let me know. I'll hide my face. Don't worry. Can I just say, can I, just say I really need to go to Specsavers because I didn't realise he'd actually typed work in there. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <Dear> Christ. <laughs> I thought she must be watching Brad then. <laughs> for God's sake. Casey's no, retirement. Not- I'm just saying I should have gone to Specsavers. But look, you really if, should have. If, um, if Everton were to beat Wolves, that would give them 35 points. So even if we beat Newcastle... Oh, no, so no actually, no, because if we beat Newcastle... But then we need... Yeah, but of course, we'd be no worse off. We'd be no worse off if we do win Monday. And, let, and, let, and let's let's go into the fairy tale world. Let's pretend like we're optimistic that could actually happen. But mm. yeah, it'd still put us in the situation where beating West Ham could just keep us up. Yeah. But... Sorry, um... Sorry mate. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? It, it is... Yeah. No, Wolves won't. I see this is what I mean. And like, I even worked this out, did I, with you, Christmas? Even if let, let's say Wolves, let's say Wolves do beat, you know, beat Everton and, and Leicester get, oh, okay, let's, let's be really optimistic and say we get, uh, we get a draw, right? Mm. Right. We're still one point behind Everton going to the final day. Everton are going to absolutely twat Bournemouth about 4 0 and it won't matter. That's how. That's how convinced I am that it will not matter that we go down. It I literally. Say, sorry, sorry, just, and, and I did. Uh, it's it's really my bad because Sharkey is a is a West Ham fan, and it was very very amiss of me. They're playing tonight in the second leg of their um, Europa Conference semi final. The two one up. Good luck, mate. Hope you get to the final. And well, I don't know who you could play, but uh, good luck with it. And not just because it, you might it might tie you out for our game. I, I, if we're not in Europe, then you know let's hope an English team wins it. So good luck, good luck, mate. Sharky, let, let's, yeah, good luck to that show, Sharky. Good luck to your team tonight. But let's face it, Chris. The way we're playing at the moment, they could put a full strength team out and just tell them to do a training session and jog around and beat us. So I don't think I can't see West Ham <laughs> dropping players. They've seen they've seen us as a good training practice for it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kicks off at eight o'clock. AZ Alkmaar against West Ham. West Ham went one nil down. Are they playing? It's either FC Ball or Fiorentina. Oh, that that will be. I mean, it's never easy, and we saw it last year with the finalists that made it to the competitions. It's it is that time, but West Ham have got everything to do there, and they can do it. So good luck to them. It's funny that it's the big club. I mean, I was speaking to Doug, a uh, Liverpool fan, as you know. And I was saying, well, look, you know, if you get the Europa or even the conference, yes, it's not the Champions League, but would you want to get knocked out of it straight away? And because, of, and he went, no, I want to win it. It's a European Cup, you know. Yeah, there's some snobbery fans out there that have the nose hooked upwards to, to turn it down. And I think it's a disgrace for you turning down European or any kind of silverware, really, because. You're very, very selfish in your own way of thinking and arrogance if you think you are beneath a competition. Mm. No, try and win anything because you may never see it. And I mm. I do say to these fans when they come on in, and it was also fans last year, wasn't it, Chris, and the year before, that were like, oh, rather get out of it. Well, good job yeah. your team finish eighth. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So they were out of it, but it's like, I'd rather not be in it. I'd rather not be in it. Well, I hope we team up winning, wins anything again. Oh, how karma has spoken for Arsenal. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, Newcastle tonight, in fairness, are playing for Champions League spot because it's uh, they're on 66, Man United on 66, Liverpool on 65, Brighton can't get into the Champions They're only on 58. And, you know, Arsenal on 81. So it's those three in almost like a mini league uh, of their own. Um, but, uh, yeah, and as Sharky said there, and, you you know, you, you want to win you want to win any trophy. But I, th- I think Wolves, I have got Wolves down to beat Everton, if I'm honest with you. Although, obviously, we're doing the prediction show tomorrow. So I don't, you know, I, but I'm just saying, you know, if they were to, it, you know, it's it's the third nail out of four in the coffin, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Now I would beg the question: What's more likely to happen? And yes, I know a win to Newcastle tonight that guarantees them Champions League football, doesn't it? If they win tonight, uh, if they win tonight, that would give them. Um, where's the bloody table gone? Uh, that would give them sixty-nine. Um, I sorry, I had to say that slowly because it's a bit of a mouthful. Um, Way nice. <laughs> um, they've got then the one game left. Uh, Liverpool, sorry, two games left. Liverpool are on sixty-five. No, no, because Liverpool, uh, Liverpool and Man United could still knock them out depending on results. Oh, okay, well, bango is what I was about to say about Newcastle taking it easy on us, but. Um... Well, do you think they're no. tired? I mean, you know, I don't think they will because I think you could, you, you know, I think Newcastle could play Sunday night and still go out and beat us on Monday night the way we're playing. Well, well you, you, you'd probably tongue in cheek say that they could play a game at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday and still not lose to us. But it's the only thing we're praying on and hoping on is they go strong tonight with their lineup and then they rotate a few players for our game. But I'm not sure what the lineup is. It looked pretty strong, to be honest with you. But yeah, I mean, when the you thing is, Chris. You... Sorry, no, I was going to say the thing is right. Which one sounds more likely? Newcastle play a weakened side out because they're playing tonight, and Leicester nick nick a win or a draw against all the odds, or Everton go and beat Wolves, and it doesn't matter. And so I'll tell you which one sounds more likely to me. It sounds more likely that Everton will go and roast Wolves 3-0 and we'll get battered 5-0 and we'll be in the Championship come 10.30 Monday evening. I'm so cheerful, aren't I? You are. Sharky, some good news. Again, mate, you can, you can, you know, you just turn up every show, please. <laughs> he has become a member. And what we're looking at doing, if we can get enough members between the, before the start of next season, we will be doing a members-only show. So a show that's just out there for the members. So thank you very much, sir. If anybody else wants to join, it's £1.99 of your good English pounds. Um, we don't. We used to have gold, silver, bronze. Now we've just got uh, bronze. It's the one, uh, but we charge. We've we merged everything together, but just charge the um, uh, bronze price. Don't say we don't think of the cost of living crisis here at Leicester till I die. But Sharky, you are most welcome. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, we'll get. And you also get. And I'm sure you don't want Leicester merchandise, but if you did, you can get some discount on that as well. Uh, I can't see him doing that so well, do you? But 
the games that are going to sort of be played, I mean, Tottenham Brentford doesn't affect us. Uh, Liverpool Villa doesn't. Fulham Palace, Bournemouth, Man United. Forest have got Arsenal on Saturday. It's the late kickoff at 530 um, and Wolves have got Everton at three. Now, I'm going to do a Claudio Ranieri. I'm actually out Saturday afternoon and lunchtime with my daughter for a birthday meal. So I'm not going to even look at the football results till I get in. Uh, I'm going to have a good time. You remember Claudio did that, didn't he, when we uh, yes, did. Um But those two games, you've got to, you've got to say, what do you have to say, Arsenal are going to go to, to Forest? Because, you know, Forest are at home. Is that a difficult um, trip for Arsenal? It's like I said about the Everton game. I have a horrible, horrible feeling that they're going to beat them. I've got a horrible feeling that Nottingham Forest are going to floor Arsenal. Um, just because of what I've seen. I've seen... Um, now, I'm going to say this word... I'm going to say two words, actually, and, and you might think they're not real because we haven't seen them from Leicester this season. But what I've seen from Forest and Everton fans is, come, come a bit closer, Chris. It's it's fight and passion. What? what do they I, know, I know, I know, I know. They sound like made-up words, but I can assure you they're a factual real. I checked the dictionary and apparently well, they exist as the words. Oh, I, oh, no, actually, I have, I have heard those words. Uh, I am currently reading uh, Martin O'Neill, uh, his autobiography, uh, which is still available at the LFC shop, and there are still signed copies available because this one is signed. Uh, but, no, he used words in that like that in there. Do you remember when Leicester had those? Yes, I do. I do. I was lucky enough to grow up in that era of Leicester City, but... Um... Um, you know, it's just yeah. it's words that we haven't heard from. You know, we maybe thought we're stuck in the boomer ages, but they do exist, and and that's what I've seen from Forest and Everton. Unfortunately, for us to suggest that they could, I mean, Arsenal are serial bottlers as well. You look, you look at when Forest played Liverpool, and we played Liverpool. Yeah, it, it we couldn't compare Forest and us, could you? No, you couldn't. You'd be disrespecting Forest because they actually showed some attitude, some effort, uh, and and really went for it. And again, uh, I don't know if it was because they looked so pretty in pink, but Everton's performance against Brighton, you yeah. know, compared to our performance against Fulham, yeah. you know, both were away from home. Both saw five goals, but we conceded five and they scored five. So, so where? What did? What are we doing? What what have we been doing for these last thirty odd games that they've they've suddenly managed to click and get right? I just say I'm, I'm watching the game. It's on. It's on. I'm not. I've not got the sound on. I've not got my earpiece in. But uh, it's ten minutes in nil nil. And I've got to be honest with you. I think they're only using the Brighton half at the moment because that's it's all been in there. It's a surprising that Newcastle aren't about five up. I've got to say a very, very good evening to David, uh, Coventry City fan. I've got to say, look, we were just saying this probably earlier, weren't we? But I've got to say, uh, for me personally as a Leicester fan, Coventry are our big rivals. I can remember the years that we were together in the Championship. I worked with a Coventry fan and we used to have one-pound bets. Yeah, don't call me Ivan Tony. Uh, we have one pound bets allegedly. I oh, know I can say I don't have to say allegedly because he's been found guilty, hasn't he? Yes. Um, 
But yeah, we used to have one pound bets twice a season. <laughs> I, I usually came out on top. I, I can't wish you all the best in the playoff, mate, because if Forest stay up and we go down and then you come up as well, that that would not just be the knife in the back, that would be twisting it. But uh, I wish you all the best. You've you've had a hell of a few years playing at Birmingham, having been locked out of your ground, I believe it was, and now with the Wasp. So we, I wouldn't want to wish that on... I didn't wish it on Derby. I don't wish it on you. We've been there we, as Leicester fans, haven't we? We, we know what it's like. So... <sighs> Through gritted teeth, good luck, but come on, Luton. Sorry, mate, but you're you welcome in here. You are welcome in here because we do like rivals, and I, uh, I'd sooner, I'd sooner have a bit of banter with a Coventry fan. Um, wish we had one ounce of fight in this team, indeed. Foxes never quit. Yeah, hashtag fearless. As I said the other night, hashtag gutless. It is now. Uh, two points could be enough for Leicester. But we've been saying this, haven't we, Brad, week in, week out? Oh, you know, if we can win this or if we can get this, and we're just not doing. Was it like no. a thorn, you think, with the Wolves, the Everton and the Leeds results? Not just then, mate. It was a false dawn when we beat Villa and Spurs back-to-back. Back. It was a false dawn when we won, you know, when we had that form before the, you know, before the World Cup. We, we've got more false dawns than... Than uh, well anything, I can't even think of a funny thing to say that includes dawns in it again to say it. But I can it's remember just... I used to wake up every morning to the crack of dawn. It was all right until she farted. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Someone someone had to lower the standard, didn't they? <laughs> I, I never um, raise it. I never raise it, mate. I don't know what you mean, lower it. <laughs> Well, that's very true. That is very true. But no, we've we've just there's not been a point this season where you felt like that's it. That's the, the corner turned. We've had so many false dawns. It's, it's it's unreal. And yeah, again, it just doesn't make sense. How can you go through your undefeated and sound like you're about to slit your wrist in a, in a bath with a toaster? It's like did we just not look? Did we just get battered for three games in a row? Because that's how them players sounded doing interviews. Yes, and I mean, I've just got to say, I mean, Rick, Rick, um, Ricky P, what am I saying? Um, Matt Piper, I know there's a P in there somewhere. I'm a P, please, Bob. Um, former Leicester City winger Matt Piper has run out of patience with the Foxes players after a limp 3 0 home defeat to Liverpool, left Dean Smith's side on the brink of relegations. Speaking on the BBC Leicester's When You Are Smiling podcast, uh, it's a good podcast that, Piper said, the lack of running, determination, desire, fight, that's why I got angry. I'll never go after players for a poor touch if they don't finish a chance, don't win a header or make mistakes. But what I can go after the players for and why I feel so sorry for this crowd and the way they support is that I was, that I was in the relegated side and we still ran and fought. I'm seeing Everton run and fight, even Southampton. Matt Piper, nail head it. Yeah, exactly, mate. I mean, he put uh, he put a dialogue of tweet t- tweets out uh, over the over the last few days. He's put, you know he's very vocal and very honest with his opinion. And I said we need a bit of 2002 pipes magic from you, mate. Um, be- and, and because. He's right. That team, Chris, and I said this team is, f- 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 forget on paper, this team is 
is the most horrific side I've ever seen get relegated in terms of where they should be, how good they are, and how badly and, and bitterly they're disappointing us. Because that 2002 side, Chris, I said it to you, and I don't think there'd be many people that would disagree with me here, had, yes, it had people like Elliot in it, and is it, that stuck around, but that team, nah, staying up, no, not really. You know, Akin Bailly's, Trevor Benjamin's, Scowcroft's, Dick, Paul Dickoff's, bloody Junior Lewis with his Brazilian passport. You know, it was filled with players that were never really good enough to ever, you know, take take to the Premier League. It was a really big gamble, but Leicester in a situation where a certain, you know, potato peeler um, ripped the core of that squad together and was left with building it with um, with merchants like that. And I think us fans back in 2002... Knew deep down that squad was probably not going to stay up. Mm. I think we looked at that squad and went, there's very little chance we're going to stay up. I think this relegation hurts the most of any relegation that I can remember. You might tell me differently from the 80s and beforehand. Um, but from what I can remember in my time being last time, this one hurts the most because I felt like they've spat in our face. Some of these players have just spat in our face for all we give them. And for all the love and praise we give them, they've just turned and spat in our face. Whereas at least the 2002 side went down, like Pipe said, fighting. Because they knew they weren't good enough, but that they did not want to disgrace themselves and they wanted to fight to the end. And, he, and he's right, they did fight to the end. Well, what, you got, what you're forgetting though, Brad, is that this squad... <laughs> Elite. <laughs> of course, how could I forget that we are Grinders Elite Army? I forgot. We are. And I mean, I've seen a few relegations. Um, relegations always, always hurt. Um, and now I, I was, as I say, talking to Dan the Burnley fan later. And, you know, I, I sort of said, you know, if we go down, we're not going to do a Burnley and come straight back up. And he said, well, why, why can't you? Because I felt that when we went down and I did not expect to suddenly get Vincent Company and to buy the players that we did. Uh, so I guess, yeah, it, it could happen. They they did the right thing. They cleared the, you know, got rid of the deadwood and everything. Um, I just, I, for me, this hurts more because we've got players that shouldn't be in that position. You yeah. know, when we, when we went down to League One, let's be honest with you, it wasn't the best squad we had. You know, Craig Levine, Scottish Army, and and all, and all that, and Ian Holloway, you know, squeezing round pegs into hexagonal holes and everything. It was just never, you know, it was a mismatch. Um, these are international players, you know. Yeah, Tielemans. I read somewhere he's not going. And we'll come on to Tielemans later uh, when when we look through your team. Um, you know, th these are players that. Are going to be let. They will leave the club, not with the fact of, yes, you'll obviously always be remembered for the goal that he scored and, and, and winning the cup and all that. Then, but you know, they will be remembered as the team that took us down. Yeah, of course. As much will. as as much as that, uh, will I cry? No. I mean, oh yes, I'll be upset, but this one hurts because I've seen. You know, had we gone down under Nigel Pearson in fourteen fifteen 
and you know what I'm going to say here. That team fight. They fought everything. Yes, they were losing week in, week out, but it was 1-0, 2-1, 3-1 at the most, I think. They showed fight. And if they'd gone down, every Leicester City fan would have gone, well played, lads. You gave it your best. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was... Oh, sorry. Go, go on, no, go on. This, this squad, they, they couldn't fight the way out of a condom. And that's very apt because they were, they were all a load of dicks. <laughs> Anyone would think you have time on your hands to think of these analogies, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that is. I think the thing is, we feel so hurt about this relegation. I know, and I, and I know. Look, stranger things have happened, and as much as we feel it could still not happen, right? And we got to go out there, but let's let's go down that route and say that the inevitable does happen. Right, I think the one thing that pisses us off the most about it, and it does, it is. I'm not going to be upset, I'm going to be pissed off when that R goes next to our name, right? And it's because it's not because my team's got relegated or I'm one of them deluded fans that, that always thought were too big to go down. No, 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 I'll be pissed off because, because there's a lot of these, you know, players, right. They, they won't hurt them. They won't suffer. They'll still get paid a hundred grand a week when they go to a Newcastle. Yes, Madison, that's you. They won't care if they go to an Inter Milan, an AC Milan, or or Napoli, or someone like that, or even a, a Premier League side. Yes, Tillman's talking about you. It won't bother a Harvey Barnes when he joins Leeds United next season if they stay up or an Everton or an Aston Villa. Because he won't suffer his wages. They won't suffer. But when we went down to League One, when we went down to the Championship, Chris, then players suffered. Yeah. Is it played for free for weeks on end? Elliot played for free for weeks on end. Paul Dickoff played for, for free for weeks on end. He paid his dues. And got us back up to the Premiership and then reap the benefits of it. Nicky Summerby. Um, Played not, for free. Not the best yet. Not the best player in the world. Maybe lived on his dad's reputation. But he was an average sort of player. And that was probably his level. But he couldn't get a contract. So he could have sat down on his backside and whatever, done whatever. But no, he came to Leicester. Even though we couldn't pay him a signing on fee. Even though we couldn't pay his wages, as you say. And played for us for free, um, and that is so. What it just it, that's what annoys me. Like you say, these the yeah, you know, and it's funny because all the all the, everybody that's been saying, "Oh, Leicester won't go down. You'll be fine. Leicester won't go down." Ninety percent of those people are fans of other clubs. Yeah, I'm not a lot really of fans. And I know Boris said we're not relegated until we are relegated. Well, I tell you what, the fat lady, she's on to chorus number two now. Uh, <laughs> singing the final verse, Boris. Let's, let's be honest yeah. with you. But you know, it, it's if you talk to Leicester fans, we're the ones that say that we're down because we've had to watch this dross week in, week out. Uh, if you're new, thank you very much for joining us. 22 people watching, 16 likes. Please smash that like button. It does get the channel, and I know I'm sounding like a broken record. Does get the channel being seen uh, on places that it doesn't normally. And please subscribe. And Newcastle have just gone 1-0 ahead. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Um, again, that just helps us grow and grow 
and uh, there's big things happening next season with the channel. Um, and I'll mention this one first of all, and why not? Because I think I'm, I'm going to. It's my channel. I'll do what I want. But let me mention this first of all. Uh, next season, the 2023-24 Leicester Till I Die Prediction League. We do the prediction show every week. Uh, it's a known goal, I think, was it? Yeah, it was an own goal. Brighton have, Brighton have done a Leicester. who decided to help Newcastle and, and put an own goal in, a headed own goal from a Newcastle corner. Um, we always, obviously, we're going to still be doing the prediction show. Hopefully, Steve will be, uh, they'll be doing it with us. They'll be longer because we'll probably have two games a week for most of those, Brad. But what we're going to do is give you the chance not just only get involved on the show, but actually get involved in a little bit of a mini-league. Uh, if you can stay on later, Brad, as well, I've got an, got an idea, but it's it's up to you. So if you stay on, and we can have a chat. But yeah, what no you worries. need to do is follow at Full Time Focus on Twitter, uh, which is Brad, because Brad's going to be running it for us. Accept Brad's follow backs and get your predictions to Brad by Thursday at nine. And this is for next season and include all the games up to the following Friday. Any predictions not in on time will not be included and you lose any points that week or you just don't score any points that week. And all predictions must be set out as, and here it was, I was hoping we were still going to be in the Premier League, Manchester City 2-1 uh, Leeds United. Do not put 2-1 and presume that we know what game it is. Three points for correct score, one point for the correct outcome. It's for fun only because nobody wanted to pay to join, so there's no prize. So blame yourselves. And like you say, you'll be weekly updates and we will show the league on the uh, on the prediction show every um, Friday. So I guess that's going to be the same night. So join us. Follow Brad. Give him a follow. He is the Pied Piper of Leicester. Um, on that. Right, let's have a look at uh, how we've uh, got on against Newcastle. Uh, we've played them 31 times in the Premier League. I still don't know how Stephen Stubbs said 98 times we've played Liverpool. I don't think that was all Premier League. I think he was going back to when we were first formed. Um, but look, 31, 14 wins for Newcastle, 12 for Leicester. They've won eight at home. We've won six away. So it is a pretty mixed bag. But it's interesting to think less than two seasons ago, these roles were totally reversed. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, may, maybe in some structural rules where a takeover would, wouldn't be allowed halfway through a season. Um, you know, maybe Newcastle would be uh, second or first, be, you know, with Burnley in the Championship this season and not fighting for Champions League football. But hey, it is what it is. You know, they got robbed of the takeover a year ago. They'll probably argue unjustifiably stopped being taken over a season before. So, you know... Karma comes around and works in its own way. So yeah. it's a different ball game now. I mean, Saudi Arabia FC are probably going to stomp us, unfortunately. But um, it's I a know, hope I mean, it I mean, To me, to me uh, and I know I've joked about Paul letting us down again uh, from the Toon Review. Um, so please unscribe from them. <laughs> but no, I mean, I know, I know I joke about it, but I don't particularly wish... Newcastle, the, the the majority of the fans, every club's got dickheads that does the, you know, a bit of photoshopping and what have you. Uh, but, you know, we don't know how they've been feeling for the last five, six, seven years, however long uh, um, the, the guy that owned it before was in charge for. We don't know. You do not. We. It's like nobody knows about Leicester. You know, everybody's saying, oh, Leicester were going bankrupt, all this, that and the other. 
you don't know unless you're a fan of that club. So we don't know how they were feeling. Yes, they are very, very rich now. But if you're a Rochdale United fan and you look at Leicester City, that's just like us looking at Newcastle. So it is all, you know, perspective, if you like. And at the end of the day, yes, they've got all that money. Uh, but they're going to piss off Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea and all of them. So, yeah, every cloud, as they say, every every cloud. Um, yeah, very true. And at least when they eventually win the league, it will be come with a little bit of tainted, won't it? it like, like, was it Josh who said it on the show? It will never happen again, a fairy tale of Leicester's colour because Newcastle won the league and everybody will be like, mm, well, so... No, I mean, I'm sure they'll love it. I'm not saying they wouldn't, but they'll be like, oh, neutral fans will be like, no one cares. We knew that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, the, the argument was that we never bought the league. Uh, we, were the yes. one, you know, we, we earned it rather than bought it. Like you say, the likes of Norwich and Wolves or whatever at the time would have probably, they could have argued the other way. Um, like I say, you've got to think of it as a that that picture where the, the bird shits on the two that are below him, that shits on the four that are below him, that shit on the eight that are below yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It's all so, but uh, that yeah, like you say, and I honestly, let's be honest with you, I think if we'd have avoided relegation and then maybe finished mid table for a couple of seasons and then won it, it wouldn't have been the story that it was. It was basically, it's just how it happened. So Newcastle winning it will be, yeah, it's the first new name on it for so long or whatever, uh, but it won't be anything special to non-Newcastle fans. No, it won't because it, the circumstances done. And like you said, it it will. When it, when they first win it, they'll go, hey, yeah, they finally won it. And then next season, they won't give a monkey. So it'll be like, oh, here come Newcastle again. Buying yeah. a league, just like Man City. And, and Man City fans, this is, it's not a dig. I know some people see it as a dig, but at the end of the day, it's credit to how like, these people run their, their clubs and have all this yeah. money. If they're able to do it and get away with it, or not as it is, as, as some people have argued the case, they actually do it all legitimately. <clears throat> I find that hard to believe, allegedly. Um, then, yeah, then fair play. They're, they're, you know, they're entitled to go and have the best players to win you know, to win the titles and uh, and whatnot. But after that, like you said, non-Newcastle fans will just be like, I roll, just be like, no one cares. Kind of expect yeah. you to win the league. Big, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's, like a, it's like a billionaire, you know, just, just, I don't know, I can't, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like them winning more money. It's like, oh, yes, great, yeah. oh, well done. Yeah. I mean, I've still got the allegedly sign there, so just in case... Um, yeah, I, I, it is, and I've got to say, just on that, congratulations to Manchester City on winning the Champions League. Um, not allegedly, league, but getting through to the final. Sorry, well, I'm um, well, they are serial Champions League finalist bottlers, but I mean, they've just, I have to admit, beating Real Madrid the way they did. Yeah, fairs, fairs, because they are an unstoppable force, Real Madrid. They are. One of, if not technically, the kings of that competition. But it would be so funny now if Inter Milan beat them 1-0 or something in the final just so they bottled it again. Yes. I think, yes. I think Klopp would pull out the remainder of his hair. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but but look, they're there. So, But look, they beat us. Well, he hasn't got the Carling Cup defeat in here, but they've won the last two. But like I said not so long ago, look, Leicester 4, Newcastle 0. 
bring back Steve Bruce, bring back Steve Bruce. <laughs> but, you know, the, the last game, I mean, I know we lost 3-0. I don't know if you can see that, so I'll, I'll read through it for you. But um, possession, we had 60% possession in that game. Uh, we had two shots. They only had five. Um, they, sorry, on target. We had eight. They had uh, 12. Touches, we had more. 7.75 to 5.86. Passes we had more five seven five to one eighty. Although you could argue that most of those were across the back four. Uh, tackles we did twice as many tackles. Uh, clearance we didn't have as many. Corners were the same. And you look at that, and you know we, we've said this many times. You don't like stats. I like stats. But when you look at that, you wouldn't think that we played that badly, would you? No, you wouldn't. But. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, I'm about to explain to you why stats can 90% of the time be an illusion, an optical illusion to the occasion, right? Because if maybe you've had a few too many or you, you like Chris, you're age 197, your memory's not as sharp as it used to be, right? Okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You may... I don't know, I can't hear him. Can anybody hear Brad? No. <laughs> oh, you're such a nuisance. But no, <laughs> you may you may forget, you may forget that maybe the reason that, that the stats look so even is because after about 14 seconds of that game, Leicester were 1-0 down. And then after about 12 minutes of that game, Leicester were 3-0 down and Newcastle went to the beach. Yeah. And 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 Newcastle were so in control of that game on Boxing Day, I believe it was, this fixture was that they went back into the changing rooms to finish off yet the remainders of their Christmas dinner and came back out and went, how you doing, lads? And, 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 and um, you know, Barnes was hitting the post and still couldn't score. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is why this I is mean, why you never judge it a book that, by its cover. It was that bad that Chris Wood scored a penalty against us after three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when, you're, when you're dead and buried after nine minutes, mate, in the game, what... what he can't get any worse. I mean, the only way we could have got any worse that game is if we had no shots, none on target, lost the possession. I mean, Jesus, it was a that was a horrible game to watch. Yes, yeah. Um, let's have a look at the form going in. And like I said, I know I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that you know that these jibes about my age or anything like that get to me or annoy me or or, or pee me. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you you met my first reincarnation back in your day, didn't you? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Right, I'm sorry. I, I, I am going to have uh, to, to play you this, then. Your opinion is wrong. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, the form guide. Let's have a look at the form guide. <laughs> Why not? We might as well. We're slitting our wrists there. We need to go in the moment. Um, Leeds, oh, well, Newcastle. I mean, this is the thing. Look at their last two games. They lost to Arsenal, which I thought was going to be a draw. Um, and But they could only get a draw with Leeds. But it goes back to what you were saying about actual bottle, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and that, that that's that's the big difference, isn't it? I mean you wanna add you wanna add a extra fuel to the fire as well. At least unlike a certain Brighton and Hove Albion, they actually did the job against Southampton and Everton. I'm not saying anything. I'm not bitter at all. I don't wanna stab Brighton for any reason whatsoever, apart from the fact that they couldn't beat anybody when we need them to. But no. form doesn't mean anything, mate. Form does not mean anything to us right now because you might as well wipe their three. You could wipe their three wins off that off that board. You could wipe our two draws and a win off the board, and just face facts. And the fact is, we're a diabolical strand of shite, and we're playing a Newcastle side that didn't even turn the engine over against Leeds and luckily got away with a draw. And they could probably. They could probably turn up late in the 88th minute at St James's Park and still beat us. You know, mm. that, so I've just got no optimism in in in, in us turning it around at all. And so that form. Looking at that, okay, they beat Southampton, they beat Everton. Well, I'm going to say, you know, that's no surprise, but we couldn't do it. Um, they, they they stuck six past Spurs, but then we put four past them, didn't we? Um, yeah. But do those last two results not give you any hope at all? No, because I look at our two results and realise who they're up against. If that was if they, if they if they were playing Southampton, Chris, I'd have more hope that Southampton were going to get a point off them. If they were yeah. playing Everton, every other team in this division, I would look at Newcastle's form and go, they've got a chance. Yeah. But I just cannot fathom away the way I've seen this team play over the last two games and think we've got a chance. I think Newcastle could literally sleepwalk onto the pitch and and still beat us. Yeah. I mean let, let, let me, I mean, did we get a fault set? I mean, we lost to Man City, which let's be honest with you, it was a it, it was a you know, a given that game, wasn't it, really? Uh, we beat Wolves. We drew with Leeds, we drew with Everton. Um, did that give us a false hope? I mean, OK, we only got a draw with Leeds and we only got a draw with Everton. But look, you know, under under the bell end, we actually lost twice to Southampton, who were the worst team in the Premier League, according to the table. Did that, though, that sort of run of three games give us false hope? Because we had gone three games twice before in the season without losing. Um, but... Obviously, we weren't quite as bad, you know, in the position we are now. But did you think that gave us false hope? Yeah, it did as fans. And, and again, it, it's still to the end of my days on this earth, it's going to baffle me as to how the team um, reacted. Their attitude stunk. 
right? After the Wolves, it was brilliant. The atmosphere seemed great. But after the draw to Leeds, the reaction from the players, there's something off about their attitude and it doesn't make no sense. And I'm going to use one of your analogies to describe it, Chris, because, you know, in case anyone knows this, me and Chris have both worked in sales in our lifetime, right? Okay, that might be breaking news to some people, right? But Chris, let's just say, right, I'm going to give you a hindsight, right? I worked for you, right? And I, in my first three days at your sales team, I didn't get any sales. I didn't get no appointments, books, whatever the case was. I didn't get no sales, right? And you pulled me to one side and you get, you said, right, what's going on? Let's work on it. I'm going to guarantee you, if you do this, you're going to get better results. And then the next three days, I got five sales, I got three sales, and then I got two sales. Mm. And you ca- and I came back into them working three days, right? And you went, well done, mate, told you to turn it around. And I sat there and went, no, but I'm still really sure. You'd be thinking, what the fuck's this guy's problem? Yeah. How has he improved and still thinks he's... And, and again, it goes... You listen to the way they speak in their interviews when they draw against Leeds and they, draw, they get the draw against that. They're like this. Oh, we're so sorry that we lost the game and didn't win it. We yeah, felt and, we had the chances. Yeah, we've been sucked out of them. Yeah, but how? That's it's my like, biggest question, Chris. I can't understand how. how. Let me give you another example, because, again, this may come with a shot, but we were both in sales. Oh, <laughs> no one knows this story. No, no. Um, and I say I, I've been a manager and I've had to look after teams, and I'm not saying I'm the best manager in the world. In fact, today I uh, met up with um, my ex-manager or my next big manager at um, when I was um, at the... Uh, local paper here in Bournemouth, the Echo, and she oh, was amazing. Oh, oh. She was <laughs> she was amazing because and I and I, I put this in my post and it's very true. She's the only manager I and I'm 62, so I've worked for diff, a lot of different managers. She's the only manager that you could walk into her office, she could rip a right follicking off you and you go, thanks Tracy. And, you know, you'd thank her. That's how good she was at what she did. But i tell you why, why I think the players are like they are. Because you come into my work and you're a new starter and I give you a really good patch and you don't sell anything for three days. And then we go off and have the chat, like you did, like we did, you said, and then you come back and you have three great days of sales and appointments, etc. And at the end of those three days, I take you off that good patch and put you on a really crap patch that that you know that nobody's made sales on for years. That would really demoralise you, wouldn't it? <coughs> Chowdhury. Well, yeah, I, I mean, as an individual, it would, but it, it just it, there was nothing to suggest. Yeah, okay, we were gutted we didn't get the third goal against Everton, and and, and I still believe to this day that had we got that penalty and scored it. Against um, against Everton, we'd have gone on to win that game, and we'd be in a far better place. Because I don't think Everton rejuvenate. I'm sorry, no. they just don't. They don't rejuvenate and go and do what they did what to Brighton. Do you not think that the players that we're supposed to have this person manager in, who's supposed to be this great man manager and encouraging people and bringing players through, that if you're told how good you are and then you never appear in the team again? Mm. And players are gonna players are gonna look around and go, 
oh, I'm taking it to its extreme. And when I don't want to play well because if he if he praises me, I'm never going to see the first team again. Yeah, but the problem is, Chris, and it's something I'd picked up on and and we've spoken about before. This run of form that we, that we're talking about isn't under. Land. It was under Dean Smith. It was under the happy-go-lucky training ground with the smiles on their faces. So why have the play? If somebody, please, please, before my brain explodes with frustration trying to figure out, can someone explain to me how these players went, oh, a new manager. Hey, John Terry slipped over. Hey, got him with a nutmeg. We're happy. We know it. And we're going to fucking show it. To <laughs> we lost Everton. We didn't beat Everton. We're all over. We're going to get relegated. We're all hopeless. What? Do you How did you go from that to that? Again, when, when you've had, all right, there's 38 games of the season. So for 32 of those games... And I'm going to include, um, what was he called? The the Joker that was Brendan Rodgers just with a different mask on. Oh, Adam Sadler. That's it. I'm going to include his game. When you are so demoralised for 32 of those 38 games, you can't just turn it on like that. If you've, well, had no, a bad but... day, if you've had a bad day, and I know that I, and again, I was talking to my boss with this, I walked out of that office one day and I nearly took the door off the hinges because I was so pissed off. And I went. I slept overnight and went back in the next day, and I was just as pissed off as I had done when I'd left before the night before. You can't just turn it round. And unfortunately, Dean Smith, I don't think, has had well six games to try and save us. We know he should have gone. Yeah. Somebody should have been brought in sooner. Yeah, very. I know, but it just is still, still to me, don't sit right. I don't. And maybe, maybe this is where, you know, that pie chart of yours, Chris, there's probably an 8%, and I'll say that because that's how many games he's had, but there's an 8% of blame on Dean Smith because if I was Dean Smith and I came into the training ground after the Everton game and I just stood there and watched these players like this. Mm. Can't believe we didn't beat Everton. Oh, my God, we didn't beat Everton. I'd be going, what the fuck's wrong with you? And you, how has he managed it? How has he man managed that situation with them bunch of, you know, because you know, like you said, Chris, you if you had a day where you were on a real high and then you had a really horrible day at work, the door was getting slammed in your face, people were swearing at you, calling you this and that, and you just went back and you didn't get no sales, and then you got bollocking, so then you, like you said, wanted to take the door off the hinges. It's how you're managed afterwards. You know, if, if you come into work the next day, and your manager's giving you the evils and he's scowling at you. You think, you oh, you mate, I can't be arsed. I'm not in a good mood anyway. I'm already going to, do, I'm not, I'm not going to do any better than I did yesterday. If not, I'm going to do worse because you pissed me off even more. Where, where's their mentality? That just shows you the weak mentality these players must have, Chris, because they obviously have come into training ever since that Everton draw and they're like, no, um, you ran over me, dog. Um, no, I don't know. Something keeps them miserable, permanently miserable. Oh, I sneeze and now my nose itches and I don't like itchy noses. Yeah. Well, you've got to say, he's brought in a... Um, he's, he's been brought in, he's lost against Wolves, uh, to Man City, he's beaten Wolves, and then he did what um, what Pearson did at the start of the... Um, of that, well, at the beginning of the season when we first got promoted. He's changed the team every week. Okay, you've got the odd injuries here and there. I accept that. But 
we played better. Um, I'm not going to say anything more than this, but we played better without certain players against Wolves than when we brought them back in. He's not. Yes. He hasn't got time. You haven't got time to change the players around willy-nilly and hope that one clicks and you can go, oh, that's clicked. I'm going to stick with that. You've got to look at that and go, those are my best players. I'm going to stick with them for the next six weeks so that they know how to play together. Because I'm sorry, you do not play with one person and you know where they're going to be with every single touch for, for so many weeks. And then somebody else comes in, you play that touch. Oh, shit, you weren't there. Yeah, well, I'm not the guy that you've been with before. You've got to stick with it. And when we talk about these big stars, um, not played it for a while, but let's just let's just play this again, shall we? We're talking about appetite and hunger. If you're not prepared to win your first battles and win the jewels yeah. uh, and be on the front foot, then you're not playing for the shirt the way you should because those are the default settings. Ability and adversity and challenges and mistakes, those are things that happen, right, and you can't legislate for. But you can control. The one thing in life you can control is your own reaction to things in your mind. Right? And their approach to the game, talk about the hunger side of things, which has been extrapolated up to a lack of desire. And then he turns around and says, what I actually meant was we weren't competitive enough in our jewels. We didn't win our battles. We didn't do the Well, that's the same thing. It's the same thing, just dressed up in a slightly more palatable perspective. Hunger gets extrapolated up to there's no desire. But the desire that's required to meet the expectations of winning your jewels, winning your battles, putting your best foot forward, it's the same thing in a different guise. Mm, mm. So he doesn't get himself out from behind the eight ball. He will, he will be one of the first players on the train away from Leicester somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So don't, believe you, don't, don't, you, don't you have the audacity to come on and talk about a lack of hunger or not winning jewels because you will be gone. He was talking about Madison, but he could have been talking about four or five players, couldn't he? He really could have, Chris. And um, in a weird way, and I'm sure I, I have a terrible a feeling that if, if you were to ask Craig after this, how close our teams would be. I think he would take the same approach and give his reasons why for this team, because I'm very glad that I get to express to you a team that I would put out. And knowing what I know now, I would have played this for the whole entirety of Dean Smith's um, era. Maybe you couldn't for two games because some of them, one of them was injured, but I get what well, you're saying. Well, yes, yes, uh, yes. I but I would have made... Yeah, you know, you've got, you know, you've got, to, I mean. you've got to come in and you've got to pick a team that you're going to stick with. Six games to go, you can't chop yeah. and change. There's this should have been my. I will say this to those that are probably getting their eyes ready to have a look at it and thinking, "Oh God, what changes has Brad made?" This would have been my ideal starting eleven, hmm. knowing what I know now about these uh, spineless bunch of players. Well, that said. Um... Are, are we ready for it? This podcast yeah, is proud we... to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big. Oh, Brad's gone. Uh, I don't know where Brad has gone. Brad, come back. Has Brad been? Uh, has Brad been finished? All I can say is, Brad, where is Brad? 
has gone. Just as Newcastle scored two. Who's back from outer space? Just turn around now. Take that look up off your face. Well, I hate this phone. You're not very elite, are you? I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. I am Grinder. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. You know, but it did give me a chance to play the East Enders. So before anybody accuses me of burying him under the patio, he is back. Look, this is your team. Uh, Talk me through it, sir. Well, I mean, people... You know, maybe if they've got keen eyes, I've already noticed there's a few, shall I say, big players missing from this team. But we are in a situation where I want to start seeing players that are more than likely going to be here next season and ready to roll up the sleeves and fight. So let's get the elephant out of the room. Iverson's in goal. It's easy. It's easy. We'll, we'll go through that. Uh, back three. Um, in in terms of survival, the reason I've gone for a back three is they commonly say if you're playing three at the back, it's because you don't trust the defence to be good enough to do the job. And our defence, no matter who the pairing's been, has not been good enough to do the job as a two. So we need the experience wise, Allen and Evans in there, and we need our future centre back pairings to be there. Because let's face it, we've only signed them this year, so they're not going to go anywhere. I can't imagine Leicester are going to want to sell them anyway, even if they want to go. Um, so, yeah, that's why I've gone with a back three of Evans, Faze and uh, Tired Sutar, who I hope's rested up enough to be able to play and get out of bed for this game. But that's you my thinking. Thought, you wouldn't have thought, would you, that he was playing two games a week at Stoke? At Stoke. No, you wouldn't. When the excuse and reason he's not been picked, he's tired. But no... If they can't get it done with one, two centre-back pairings, that's why I've gone three at the back. Um, Castagne's been awful for weeks on end. He's been too busy trying to sniff contraband up Faze's arse to play on the left wing or right back, right wing while we've asked him to. So what's the point in being on the pitch? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's why I've gone with Christiansen. Um, JJ's not fit, so I can't pick him, but Ricardo Pereira's been slight improvement on that right over Castagne. That's why I, I, I put him as my wing backs. And then here comes the interesting part. Tete is absolutely nothing awful as a wing, winger, I'm afraid. He's not done anything anywhere close to... He's he's far closer to Rashid Gazelle than he ever will be to Adamona Luckman as wingers we've had in recent history. As a Brazilian, he just doesn't cut it, does he? No, I think him and Junior Lewis were swapped at birth with their passports. Yeah, I see what he did. I see what he did. Uh, yeah, don't worry. No shave as to whether you got that or not. Well, well, I just I just thought I'd kind of glow. I'd let you have the moment, but I'd continue <laughs> with my tangent. But here's the thing, right? We've played this whole entire season pretty much with one striker because even when two strikers have impressed, um, R- Rogers dropped them back for, for one. Um the problem is as well, as you can see there, I've gone with two strikers, and I'll get to them in a minute, um, but we don't have any height. So if we've got nobody that's good enough to do the job on the right, what's the point in, in giving a team an easy job to outmark us on the left with Harvey Barnes, who is by far the biggest sapping of energy I've ever seen on this pitch, right? The second a pass goes astray, the second 
the wind's blowing too fast for his liking. Oh, 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 oh. It's like Kevin from Kevin and Perry. He's like a teenage with attitude and it ain't a Power Ranger, right? He's, he's Kevin from Kevin and Perry because he's like, oh, it's so unfair. I'm not going to know. Why did my pass go out of play? Well, because you're shit, mate, and you can't pass a ball. So forget having wingers in this team. They're no good to us. We need to suffocate Newcastle. We need to suffocate West Ham if we've got any chance of staying up. So I went for three in the middle, right? Tillemans has been useless all season. I'm afraid now, yeah, I will credit something where it's due. Not playing him in this position has hindered him as well, right? I can I can totally accept that. But even when he's been given that free reign, he's been utterly useless, right? He won't be here next season. So what's the point in him playing for us? Stick Dennis Pratt on, okay? Now, I ran out of a little bit of options in midfield due to injuries and the fact that pretty much all our midfield is out of contract. But Samare has been bad the last two games, unfortunately. I've liked him, but this man is one of the biggest mysteries in football because he has three or four games, does really well, and then gets absolutely his hands a childhood. He gets taken out and never plays for about eight or nine games. But I went with Mendy. Okay. Now, Dewsbury Hall's only just got back into fitness, but again, he deserves to play if he's fit. And limited my choices of players that are going to be here next season. And I actually feel they're up for the fight for these two games, as well as the journey next season. I went with KDH. So there's no Tillemans, I hear you say. So well, where's there's Madison, no I know, there's no there's no Yori Tillemans in this squad, you know. So, mm. so surely, surely Brad has got Madison in there. No, he can bollocks and all. Because he'll be at our opposition camp next season. And I don't care if it's championship cut price of 20 million right now or we somehow stay up and we and we haggle for 40 million for him. I don't really care. I do not want Tillemans and I do not want Madison anywhere near our team for the remainder of this season. I do not want them in this team. I've been saying it for weeks. I don't want them in this team. We all know what they are capable of on their day. We all know that if they could be asked to turn up, they are the best players in this squad. I am not doubting their ability as players and individuals. That's why they're being hounded by these European bigger clubs. You know, the the, the Milans, the Madrids, the, 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 the bottle jobs, Arsenal, the Newcastles, right? That's why they're being heavily linked with a move to one of their one of their big clubs. But guess what? They ain't a lesser player next season. So they couldn't give a rat's ass. Watching this club go down won't hurt them as much as it does our fans. The only thing it will hurt is their massive egos they've got because I think they're better than this club in terms of... Then they're, they're better than a relegation fight. Well, by all means, Madison and Tillemans, go and sit in the stands. Go and sit in the box. Go and sit at home. I don't want you near our team. If we've got any chance of staying up, this squad does it. And I feel a little bit harsh in 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 my defensive situation because Soyuncu, you'd maybe think, well, he, if he's fit, why wouldn't he get in? It's purely based. I built a team on next season, and unfortunately, Kagwa Soyuncu has already signed a pre-agreement with Atletico. So guess what? He won't be here. So how do we replace selfish Madis? And I'm going to call him selfish. 
you give us two striking options. You stop telling Jamie Vardy, here's the mule, here's the weight of Leicester on your shoulders, carry it all and try and do everything yourself up front. No, what you do is you use this common sense thing that people seem to lack at the hierarchy of Leicester, right? <laughs> Hear me out here, Chris. Allegedly, they lack the common sense department because... Thankfully, he's making a miraculous recovery to be available for this game as well as the West Ham game. But a certain Ian Acho, who I may or may not have a footballing man crush on, I may or may not have disclosed that information in the past. I cannot confirm and deny, but Chris has my favourite tune on record at the moment. It's disposable. But he is behind Jamie Vardy in terms of goals scored at this club. Man, Macho Nacho Man. I changed it to Nacho because that is his nickname, but I still sing it along. I do. I love it. And for me, if you're looking at anybody who's to be Jamie Vardy's pre- predecessor for next season, it's Nacho. Uh, and I know what you mean, but it's not predecessor. You know what I mean. You know what? <laughs> you, at least for those of you who don't know what I mean, he's going to replace him, right? <laughs> he's 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 the next step Vardy, right? So, I if you just 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 put him in, and put him in, and you know what? If Bard if Bardi hadn't shown the glimpses of form that he had over the last three games, Chris, I can guarantee you now he would not be in this team. Mm. Excuse me, it would be Daka. Yeah, I said a few weeks ago. I, I look, I hundred percent agree with everything you've said there. I can't even be bothered to argue with you just for devilment's sake to cause a discussion. You you are right, you are right, you were right. Um I and I said a while ago Sorry, am I right, mate? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't milk it too much. Don't milk it too you're more you're more right than Boris Johnson on a conservative rally. Um look I said weeks ago that Tielemans shouldn't be picked. He doesn't want to sign a, a club, you know, why for the club if you know so Unchu wasn't playing, why were we picking Tielemans? Then I asked the question, well, are we cutting our nose off despite our own face? Because, you know, he's, he's technically our best player. But then you need your best players. If you're going to pick them, even though they're going to be leaving, then they have to perform. Now, So Unchu, up until they're getting injured, was suddenly thrust back into the team and he was performing. You know, he, he he came on and he was man of the match. Leicester's right man of the match for three games. The first three games he was back. Madison and Tielemans didn't do it. I put this out the other day. I don't know if you saw it when I just put it up earlier. But I put this out on my on my Twitter uh, earlier. Have you seen this man? The goes missing Ooh. during games. Wanted for fraud and embezzlement. Pretending to be a top-class footballer. Taking match bonuses for supposedly playing. Colin LCFC out of getting a transfer fee. If found, please send to Arsenal ASAP. I don't think I'm wrong in any of that, am I? No, I don't think so. Off, either, mate. I think I, I responded to one of your tweets um, when when you put out the lineup, and I said I'm sick of him taking this club for an absolute ride, and it's why I wouldn't play him. And and I wish. I, I, I kind of understand why Dean Smith's probably going, I've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. I've got to try and get their best players 
scoring and playing and, and leading the line. And unfortunately for him, it, it's still he's still not been able to convince them to actually bother and give a rat's ass about this club. Um, and um, unfortunately, I think it should have happened weeks ago, but yeah, unfortunately, there's a Brendan Rogers smell leaking back into his team sheets. So yeah. I shall say nothing about that. We'll know what happens on Monday well, when they're both in the squad. Said with the dickhead that took over from the bell end, you know, you do not repeat what the guy that's just been sacked was doing and hope that it's going to suddenly work. Yeah. Um, well, all I'm all I'm saying is, is is he's suddenly gone back to making substitutes on the hour mark. Yes, exactly, exactly. But you please do sign up for the Athletic if you haven't already. It's a pound a month trial. Uh, my trial ran out and I cancelled it, and they said why? And I said it's not going to pay the full amount. He said oh, we can give you a pound a month for twelve months. So it's really good value. Really, Rob Tanner, it, what he writes, he just talks so much sense. Um, and he was saying one steward at a recent match who was paid per game he works tried to look on the bright side. At least there are more home games in the championship, he said. <laughs> there is still some Sad optimism. But true. That's, that it tells you what. Unfortunately, he will be getting more money. Um, there was, a, and what he's basically said is interim boss Dave Smith threw a last roll of the dice, starting captain Johnny Evans for the first time since October, and Ricardo Pierre, two defenders of injured injury ravaged seasons there was a bright start promising start Leicester on the front foot there were moments the fans savoured but then Leicester reverted to type once again and he goes on to sort of say what you were saying about Evans what you were saying about uh, Tielemans um, you know it, it it's so basically it is just so true you know um, you can't you can't defend these guys you know, as I joke, you know, you can you can divorce your wife or your partner. Your kids, your kids grow up and move on, and and you don't see them for weeks on end. But your football club, you can't swap that. No, you you, you can't. And and um, you know, in a way, look, don't don't get it twisted. I will always be thankful for every fond and great memory that these players have given us like Harvey Barnes and, and Madison Tillemans. I will. There, there'll be no doubt I will cherish the majority of their time at this club than I will. Then I will hate their time at this club, if that makes sense. I hate's a strong word, but I couldn't think what I was trying to say, I'll be honest yeah. with you. But you know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I won't... But I will never be so glad to get them three players out, the, out of this club. To help to allow us to break through the shackles of their control, um, and and allow us to rebuild out with with players that actually give a rat's ass and and are committed for a fight, and that's that's purely I think now how a lot of team a lot of people that do these sort of things, you know, um, would see a team, you know, I I mean obviously. We don't know how certain players are going to go, but um, I, 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 I think that's as good as you're going to get for a team to put up a fight over these last two games. I, I look, we you know we've had Jordan Blackwell from the Leicester Mercury on here. Uh, we've had you know a lot of Leicester uh, journalists coming on um, and ex-players, but Rob Tanner, he's been he's 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 been around almost as long as Filbert Street, hasn't he? So, I yeah. do respect 
what he writes and what he said. Now, this was a, this was on the 13th of May, so it was five days ago. Is it fair to question if Leicester City players care? The frustrations of the Leicester City fans spilled over at Craven Cottage, and understandably so. Um, instead, they witnessed one of the worst defeats of uh, of 21 they have seen their struggling team suffer this season. Um, he's on about James Madison saying about being hungry. Um, uh, I don't believe players don't care, even if you don't like the manager, says Danny Higginbottom, who was involved in the unsuccessful relegation battles with Derby County and Southampton. Like I say, just do go and read it. The harsh reality for Leicester is they are teetering on the brink. Uh, they've two points from safety with just three games to go. Of course, that's two now. Um, it's Liverpool, Newcastle United, two sides changed in Champions League football. The decline of a side that has previously finished in the top eight of the Premier League in the previous three seasons has been dramatic, which has exaggerated the era of supporters, ira of supporters, sorry, many of whom would reach the conclusion that Leicester's players aren't feeling the same emotion or concern as them. As Fulham led as Fulham at Fulham, sorry, as their team were beaten five three, they sang, You're not fit to wear the shirt. And of course at Liverpool, we all know that um, you know, free shirts was was were shot into the into the ground, and they were thrown back onto the pitch. Um, and so, do do do, like I say, just for a pound a week, please do go and um, and, and subscribe. Rob Tanner, he, he does talk a lot of sense, and uh, thank you to, to to the athletic for letting me sort of read these pages out. There's the table that their supercomputer predicts. Um, we don't have a supercomputer. We have Brad, and despite me reining him in, he um, <laughs> he did he did try and get Leicester into Europe with five games to go. But um, <laughs> it looks like we're doomed. I say we're doomed. Um, yeah, but- start panic, start panicking, Mister Manning. We're 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 we're, uh, we're getting relegated. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we are. There's no there's no two ways about it. That is the sad reality, um, you know, and I don't think you can ever say that any club is too good to go down. But I think what you can say is that a club can be too bad to stay up. That's very true. And I think you could probably say some egos are too good to... to, to uh, are, are too good within themselves to fight to stay up as well. Yes, yes, you, you're quite right. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know if I can even be asked to do the, a watch-along if uh, if Everton beat Wolves. Although, I mean, technically we're still up, but, you know, what the hell. The thing is, though, mate, even if Wolves do beat Everton, you're only going to put yourself through the pain and misery of us getting smashed. You know my score prediction. Yep, um, I know I- I haven't done the score predictions yet because I haven't had them all in. But Steve Walsh, with a little asterisk again next to his name, Steve Walsh has gone for a 1-1 draw. Um, We haven't got Steve Leinitz or Ian Wilson's in yet. Ian Marshall and Jerry Taggart have both gone 3-0. To Newcastle, <laughs> I just presumed everybody would know that, <laughs> but they've gone three 0 to Newcastle. Craig, ever the optimist, and whatever is, I hope you're having a great time in Madrid, mate. 
uh, after the year you've had, you deserve it, relax, and I hope you can get a ticket to go and see Atletico. He has, which is why he's not here this evening, he has gone 2-2. Like I said, definitely wants some of whatever he's on. Um, I, I changed my mind so many times with this because... 2-2 was a possibility that I was going for. And then I thought, oh, come on, get it right. We're not going to get anything from this. Don't be stupid. Um, but then as everybody else has gone 3-0, I've gone 3-1 to Newcastle. In the fact that Leicester will get a consolation goal in the 89th minute or or we will score first and then just and we'll all get excited and think possibly and then we'll all just throw it away. Now, Brad... Um, Yes. Do you want to say what you'd gone for? Yeah, although Chris Chris won't let me change this, guys, because I went for this and then I realised I'd sent him my half-time score. And he went, no, you've said that, Brad, so that's how it's finished. That's how I'm going to do it. So I, I, I've taken the case to the FA. We'll see how my appeal goes. But I went 5-0 Newcastle. Yeah. You went five. I mean... That 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 is the embarrassing thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, we always said the only thing that might keep us up is our goal difference. Yeah, well, that ain't gonna happen. And I suppose we lost only by three to Liverpool. Um, and let's be honest with you, Liverpool just there was a practice match for them. Um, yeah, you so- said they didn't get out a second game, mate. I don't even think they had to turn the engine over to beat us. No, I mean, I did say in my BBC piece there that, um, you know, it, they've had harder practice matches, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, um, but uh, but I mean, five, that would take us on to minus five, minus 23. Everton are minus 24, Leeds are minus 25. So that would take us up into oh, that sort of area and our goal difference wouldn't even help us. Well, I think, I think we're past that anyway, to be honest with you. Um, just to give you a chance to answer this one from Boris, the club is not too bad to stay up, the players are. Yeah, pretty much, Boris. And, and we're not talking quality of the players, we're talking the lack of effort and desire from these players. I mean, like Simon Jordan says, and I'm like you, mate, I, I'm very much... I will take what I hear as a front to whether I agree with someone or not. I'm not one of them that goes, oh, everybody thinks he's a knobhead, so I must think he's a knobhead. No. Simon Jordan, on the right day, on the right occasion, has spoken I love some, it. Good, yeah. I love some, it. Some, some very good sense. And he's right. You know, well, he's just right word... Oh, back, it's 2-1. Yeah, do you know what's funny about that, Chris? It's it is technically Brighton players that have scored all oh. the goals tonight. No, they might be offside. Actually, don't get excited. Not that you well, were. well, well. Either way, it is still technically Brighton players that have scored all the goals tonight. The own goal and the Newcastle goal scorer was former Brighton player Dan Byrne. Yeah. So if they so technically, due yeah. to technicality, technically one way throughout history, Brighton have scored all three goals tonight. Unless this one gets yeah. ruled off, it's so. going to be another uh, another toenail. Um, I've got to be honest with you. Now, you see, what? I would argue with that. I would argue uh, it's been given. I think, or has it? Well, so it should if it's a toenail. I've never understood that. I know it favoured us in the FA Cup, obviously, and we all love it when it does, but it's for clear and obvious. Nobody's kind of, 
he's just doing his shoelace up. Nobody's kind of. You know, they've given it. They've given it. They finally, Sky have decided, you know, we better put something up on screen. So, um, now see, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take the opposite view with Boris and yourself there. Is that, yes, um, the, 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 the players are bad enough, um, too, you know, too bad to stay up. But let's have a look at why the players are like they are. Because a decision wasn't taken to get rid of a manager who didn't have the balls to stand up to them and say, you're not very good, so you're not playing. You're very good, but I don't like the fact that you you know, you know, might not sign another contract, so I'm never going to play you again. you know. Uh, and so, yes, the club's got that to blame. Why won't these players, why won't Vestergaard leave? You know, Why can't we sell these players? Because they're on under grand a week contracts or whatever it is, some of them. And they are not a hundred grand a week players. They are average players <laughs> with high wages. Um, Mate, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay Vestergaard full stop. Let yeah. alone hundred grand a He's week. He's not on a hundred thousand, but you know, you know what I'm He's saying. Close. Don't you? Yeah, we've He's got close very average it. players on very high wages. You know, we we did that gamble like Leeds did. You know, we didn't sell Tielemans maybe when we should have done because we. Thought if he stayed, it was get us back possibly into the Champions League. You know, we had our two years. It's happened. It's gone. So, yes, the club has to take a vast majority of the blame because they're the ones that run the club. So, the club itself is not too bad to stay up. This season, the club is too bad to stay up. Yeah, well, like you said, Chris, you know, it's pie chart percentages, isn't it? You know, it's dollars of donuts, as Simon would say. It's every every aspect of the club, um, from players to members of staff to the hierarchy to the to the allegedly ratty Susan Whelan and John Rudkin. I'm still going to say that about them to where they are now, allegedly. Um, you know, everybody has a percentage of the responsibility for the reason we are going to be a Championship club next season. And you know what's do you know what? In a weird way, let's let's just say Newcastle can't be asked on Monday, and we do beat them. And let's say for whatever reason West Ham can't be asked, and we do beat them Sunday. Yes, I will be internally. I will be happy, but I think a little bit internally of me will go. I'm actually a little bit pissed off because a lot of these players deserve relegation on the CV. Obviously, I'll be delighted that we've managed to stay up in the Premier League and I still think the rebuild will happen. But there is certain players that you can't help but feel like, yeah, but you deserve to go down. You deserve to feel the pain of relegation and you somehow got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just losing my mind. I don't know. Maybe I'll... Uh, <laughs> can I just end this uh, this show on... I've got to say hi to Jack. Uh, great Leicester channel. He does the final whistle. Uh, I don't know what's happening with his Twitter. It's been up and down like the proverbial bride's underwear on a wedding night. But he, 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 he just posted about an hour ago a link from the Leicester club. Vote now for Player of the Season awards. And he's just put, vote Smithies. <laughs> I don't think he'd like. Well, he's never let us down, Chris. You can't he argue with his decision <laughs> They were—they are not going to be having an actually awards evening this season, which is good to see good. because I think if we saw them all congratulating each other, we'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But I can let you know that Leicester till I die will be doing the alternative awards night when we'll be looking at the worst player, the the worst 
match. That you know, so we'll be looking at that side of it more than um, than the good side of it. But look, Brad, oh, I will see you tomorrow night for the prediction. And then, well, we know what you know what some of these predictions are going to be like. <laughs> Back at eight o'clock tomorrow because we haven't got some Newcastle fan that that just pisses us about because they think there's something they're not these days. So it's been a pleasure, sir. Stay on the line, as they say, because I'll take your name and address and send the prize off to you, <laughs> whatever they do say. And uh, we will see you at Full Time Focus is where people need to find you. Yeah, it is. It is, people. It's where you need to follow me to, to uh, get involved in the Prediction League next season because um... – you know, if I if I do come out on top of this one, I'm going to take it very personal that Chris is yet again manipulating the rules just to try and knock me off my perch. But we'll see that and we'll see that in a thing. But no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on here, hang on. <laughs> I manipulated the rules. Well, I mean, all I'm saying is the first year we did this, it was just win, lose or draw. And then when he realised I won it by so many points, he thought, how can I catch up? Well, I'll give myself a chance to get more points. And now. Now that I seem to be, I'm still winning this one, is letting you lovely ladies and gentle folk join in to give me more competition to have to beat. And the cheek of it, Leicester have obviously agreed to a payoff with him because they're getting us relegated to the championships. I'll have even more games to predict. Uh, it's a conspiracy. You know, like Michael Jordan said, he heard the news and, 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 and I took it personally. So, you know, next season, all right, okay, I see. I see how it is. And can I just say, can I just say that I've even given you the chance to run the damn thing yourself, and you still, you still let me catch you up. I know, right? I thought I was being nice to you, so you'd stop getting making it so difficult for me to win. But it seems to be backfiring on me. Yes. <laughs> anyway, mate, thank you so very much. Be sure to get over there and follow you. Stay on the line, and we will have a chat uh, straight, straight after the show. Thanks very much. No Brad. worries, buddy. Take care, mate. Take care, everybody. So, um, yeah, be sure to go at full-time focus for the Prediction League next year. Like I say, I can't put a prize up because I did ask if anybody wanted to sort of make a small contribution which would have allowed us to do that. Nobody wanted to pay, so I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to go and source the prize out. But it's a bit of fun. We can have a laugh and you can please knock Brad off the top. He is, he is the Manchester City of the Prediction League, although he's only a point ahead. Um, it's 2-1 oh god hang on I've got to just say let's just, just bring Brad back in um, because Steve's on for another three points well it's 2-1 is it it's 2-1 yes <laughs> well you, you'll be hoping that I don't you'll be hoping there's not another goal in that game by uh, Newcastle yeah. otherwise Newcastle don't score end it now it's a 58 minutes gone. End the game now. Yeah. You're suddenly hoping it stays at 2-1, aren't you now? That, that or, one point lead. If you're going to score in the next five minutes, get another one. <laughs> you need, Yeah, you need two. You need two and five or none at all. That's what yeah, you're after, mate. Exactly. Cheers. Peace in a minute, mate. Oh, that just kind of sums up my... Uh... <laughs> my predictions this season look we're going to be back tomorrow at um eight o'clock for the prediction league we will be back then on well i'm back on sunday night for uh, uh i'm going over to a better uh newcastle united fan uh fan show 
our bit on that, the black and white, um, something or another. And then uh, obviously 6.30, we'll have a Newcastle fan on just before kickoff and we'll be doing the pre-match and then the watch along and Brad will be popping in and out during that. And um, and then we've just got West Ham to look forward to. End it now. Put us out of our misery. Thanks very much to everybody that's been in the chat. Really do appreciate it. One and all. Thank you to Brad Laxey for being on. Thanks to everybody who's been listening on podcasts, whether that's via YouTube, Spotify, Apple iTunes or Google. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're new. Like it, whether you're new or not. Click that notification bell. And why not join? Like Sparky did early, just one ninety nine, and we will be getting some members-only shows coming on later. Uh, I will see you tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Thank you very much. Um, I've been Chris. This has been LTID TV. I will return, as will this guy. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too, or I'll be back. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. conclude this evening's entertainment it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect ultimate delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.